Hi, and welcome to the Savage Podcast. I'm Rose, and I'm a content creator going by the handle Cheap Lazy Vegan. And I also own a vegan cafe by the same name as the podcast, which is Savage Cafe. And I'm Daniel, also a vegan and one of your favorite guest stars on Cheap Lazy Vegan's YouTube channel. We're two friends currently living in different countries, and we'll be giving our savage take on all things life, veganism, and the latest trending topics. So basically, whatever comes to our minds, because we love to talk. You are currently listening to the previous episode of this podcast, but if you would like to listen to this week's episode and get some exclusive content, go over to patreon.com slash the savage podcast. All right, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the savage podcast. Hey guys. We are so back. we we are back and we yeah. are just, you know, we're just smashing them out, aren't we, Daniel? We really are. And and I need to comment on how um, beautiful you look today, Rose. Oh, My goodness. Yes, I I actually put in an effort this morning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for those of you that are watching on YouTube, you're welcome. I actually put mm. in effort. I'm just I'm so you don't so have you... to look at a piece of garbage for an hour. <laughs> Well, it's not that. I mean, you look you look good either way, but I'm just kind of used Uh-oh. to Rose like showing up like she just rolled out of bed, kind of hair to the side, <laughs> kind of like <laughs> half That's awake. usually how I prefer to show up. But this morning, <laughs> I, you know, I decided that, you know, during this quarantine, maybe one yeah. thing I could do is actually make an effort. Yeah. Um, so, you know, one step at a time. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Meanwhile, Slowly becoming a potato. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm turning into an Amazonic bushman because I can't get my hair cut and I've needed my hair cut oh for like a month. So it's just getting longer and longer and it's to the point where I can't do anything with it at the moment. So it's like... Oh my God. Well, I'm you know, like, it doesn't look that long. Like it doesn't the, look crazy yet. The sides are super long at the back. Oh God. It's just like, it's fre- I, not I know freaking men me get- out, but... Men get very weird about their haircuts. Like I always look at a guy's hair and it's like, yeah. it looks fine to me, but they're like, oh my God, it's like so long. I'm like, it's, it's really control. not that long. <laughs> yeah. Like men just have this weird thing about their hair. Mm. Could be. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think yeah. So. Like for me, to me, it looks fine. Like, yeah, yeah, it looks a little messy, but like, it looks fine. It doesn't look like that, that long, mm-hmm. but I guess I won't understand like male hair. Yeah. True. It's like when a girl, like, I don't know, they put on a little makeup and they feel like a million times better, but then like the guy's probably like, oh, you look the same. Exactly. It would be you know exactly I mean? the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Anyways, um, how are you guys doing? Hope you're doing well. Leave us a little yeah. comment. Uh, what are we discussing today, Daniel? So today, if I have this correct, because we're actually doing two podcasts today. And the, the one yes. this afternoon I'm very excited for. <laughs> and you guys, just, just putting this out there, um, we've decided that certain podcasts, we're not going to give any life updates because we're yeah. messing this thing up a little bit because we're kind of like releasing some of them in different orders and yeah. then it just gets confusing. So today we're not going to give a life update because no, we don't know when we're going to actually release this, do we? No, we don't. So no no, <laughs> li- no life update. By the time but we- you know... Yeah. By the time we release this, the quarantine could be over. So maybe that won't even be relevant either. <laughs> oh my God. Can you imagine? No, yeah. we're going to be, re- we are going to be recording a lot more before the, the quarantine is over. This is true. This is true. So um, today, what we're going to be talking about is something <laughs> I think that we all kind of face throughout life. Um, but especially when you kind of hit that age, that ripe old age. <laughs> of 30 plus so you're, you're just breaking into your 30s or or late 20s i think yeah. it starts in the late 20s yeah late 20s early 30s um and we're just kind of talking about more kind of the pressures of basically getting older and what are some of the pressures as you enter your 30s and what's kind of societal expectations i guess mm-hmm. um but even reach- again even before 30 i actually think maybe pressures of like just you know 20s um 
like maybe even early 20s. It starts from a, you know, kind of a younger adulthood. Yeah. Pressures of adulthood. The the pressures of (laughs) laugh when you're The pressures of adulting. There you go. That'll be the title of our episode. Okay. That's good. I like that. The pressures of adulting. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So uh, are we going to just, do you have notes, Daniel? Did you, did you do some research? Um, (laughs) (laughs) because normally daniel's a very good student and does a lot of research and then i just show up rolled out of bed (laughs) um today i actually didn't do that much research i pulled up some articles really quick but i actually haven't gone through them so there's a few there's one actually one i did read which is really cute but it's not so much the pressures of turning 30 it's like nine things i would tell somebody who's about to turn 30 which i thought was really cute um oh that's cute yeah, the other one. Okay. okay, let's see this one. This is called "The Pressures of Turning 30. Can we talk about a crisis? Oh <laughs> God, damn! Oh, did you look at it already, or am, like, are we gonna be surprised? Um, I haven't read any of this. Okay. Oh God. Well, I mean, I think we can kind of guess as to some of the some of the pressure, yeah, pressures. Yeah, I mean, can't we? Maybe why don't we just talk about some of the pressures that we felt? Yes, and then and we then... can kind of like go through these later exactly, for fun. Exactly. So, what do you? What yes. would you say? Um, Pressures of adulthood, pressures yeah. of adulting. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I think there's so many. Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, in society, we're kind of expected to behave a certain way or have a certain life. Yeah. And I think we're always kind of uh, told like, okay, when you, you know, when you go through the trajectory, that is your life. You know, you go to school, then you go to university, then you get yeah. a job, then you get married, buy a house, have kids, and mm-hmm. then you retire, all that stuff. Those are yeah. kind of like the plan. That's like the plan. Yeah. And I think that's so, like the traditional mm-hmm. kind of like what has happened for our parents and maybe our grandparents kind of like life cycle. Yes. That's kind of how they've grown. And that's why they kind of put that on us as well. <clears throat> yes. But then also I think that we, because we're kind of, we're, that's what we're seeing and that's what we see as kind of like the pinnacle of success. Yeah. So then we put that pressure on ourselves as well. Yeah. So, because we feel like a failure if we don't achieve those things. Mm-hmm. So, so it's not just like, Oh, the outside people are telling us exactly like, okay, this is what you need to do. But then yeah. because these are so heavily ingrained, we just mm-hmm. kind of end up thinking that that's just how we are supposed to live to be happy. So, exactly. Yes. So one of the things would be obviously getting married, mm-hmm. having children. Let's talk about marriage. Oh, God. <laughs> We're starting off off the deep end, Rose. Oh, God. God. This be a sensitive topic for Daniels. It is a sensitive for both topic of us. For, for both of us. Yeah. <laughs> no, for both of well, us. Well, marriage is an interesting one because yeah. like reflecting back on my life, and I don't know if this is yeah. the same for you, but I look back and I remember when I was like really young and I was like maybe you know, 14, 15. And I envisioned Mm -hmm. how my life was going to be. And I thought by now at 31, I would be with a, you know, married, maybe with a kid. (laughs) Um, and it's interesting, like that particular part of my life hasn't like, I guess not manifested yet, I guess. And, Mm -hmm. um, I guess. But what about marriage is something that you, you know, think that you need in your life? Like you feel, do you feel less of a success because you're not married at 30? Well, interestingly, um, I don't know. It's, it's hard to say because right now I feel very comfortable with it. I think when I was younger, if I thought that I'd be mm-hmm. 30, like, like, or 31, like I am now, yeah. I would have thought that it would be a failure. However, being 31 now and not being married or with a significant partner, <clears throat> I don't feel like that's the case only because I feel like, again, I've had a very, you know, good life and I've, mm-hmm. you know done a lot of things and I think 
<clears throat> you're right in a sense that like it's ingrained in us from a very young age. If you look at like all the Hollywood movies, all of the like Disney movies, it's all about like finding romance and finding the, the one to spend the rest of your life with. And, you know, don't get me wrong. It's still in the back of my mind, but I don't, I don't think as I'm getting older, I'm looking at that as less of a pinnacle of success um, and more as a nice to have. Mm-hmm. Like it would be yeah. nice to have a life partner. It would be nice to have somebody that, you know, is with me. My, you know, what is it? The, my ride or die. Um, yeah. <laughs> Your ride or die. My ride or die person or my person to like, you know, do lots of traveling with and enjoy life with. But mm-hmm. I think as I'm getting older, it's interesting. Like my mindset has shifted. And I think that's a mindset, the mindset, a mindset <laughs> that's shifted more recently for me where, whereas I still want that. Don't get me. I do want to get married at some point, but I don't see it as a, um, necessary for me to success succeed in life, I guess. Yeah. So another question. Mm-hmm. Um, so why marriage? What, what about, let's say you met a, someone that you loved, right? Yeah. And he, he was like, I don't believe in marriage. What yeah. would you have a negative reaction to that? Or would you be still okay with that? What do you think? Um, that's an interesting one. As I'm getting older, <laughs> again, when I was in my 20s, I probably would be like, no, we have to get married, blah, 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 blah. Like, this is an yeah. important thing. But like I said, I, it's not something that I see as like, a, a, um, is going to make me more successful in life or it's a, something that I need to achieve. Yeah. So I think if I find somebody that's like my life partner, um, I'll be quite, I mean, I think I'll be pretty content if they don't want to get married, but they're, you know, committed to me, then I yeah. don't see necessarily why I have to have a wedding and have to get married. Yeah. Um, again, Interesting. It, w- it would be nice to have, but as I'm getting older, I'm seeing it as less of an important thing, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. What about you, Rose? Let's, let's flip oh, the God question damn. around. Well, Rose. you know, well, I mean, going back to you for a second, um, yeah. <laughs> I think it's interesting because Daniel is, you know, you're obviously a gay man, but like, I? The, I feel like, uh, I think so, <laughs> Daniel, I don't know if you got the memo. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but it's, it's interesting. Cause like you still have such like kind of traditional views in a sense, yeah. like you're like a girl, <laughs> you're a 16 year old girl. <laughs> we, we already established in another podcast episode that my spirit animal is a 16 year old girl. So yes, going so on that, the wedding, I want... you want to wear the white dress. <laughs> oh gosh. No, but um, yeah, it, it, I do find it, it. I do find it really interesting that as I'm getting older, this is something that's becoming Mm, less and less of a you'd think that as I'm getting older I'd feel more pressure that I need to get married now yeah but as I'm getting older I'm still I still want to have a partner don't get me wrong Mm -hmm. but I'm becoming more and more or less and less seeing the importance of having a grand wedding and doing all that stuff yeah having the traditional marriage so it's interesting as you grow like obviously your idea ideologies like shift a bit yeah I I think it's because when you see when you're like younger Mm. Um, you kind of fantasize about this kind of stuff. And again, yeah. you think that those things are going to make you happy and those things are going to, you know, give you all sorts of success and all of these things. And then as you get older, you, you know, you see your friends getting married, you see your friends getting divorced, you see, exactly. you know, relationships crumbling, you see the realities of what it's actually about. And I'm not saying yeah. all marriage is going to fail or anything like that, of course, but you see the reality of it and you, you see that they're not really necessarily happier than a single person and yeah. vice versa. So it's like um, you see the realities and that's at least for me, like, um, you know, uh, taking it back to me, I guess. Yeah. Um, I still, yeah, like a part of me still, maybe it's because I was, you know, 
of that deeply ingrained societal expectation <laughs> that I should get married and yeah. have, you know, have a wedding and have a family in that traditional way. Mm. I still like, I guess I still want to get married, but at the same time mm. I dial it back and I'm like, Oh my God, like, do I actually though? Because, yeah. you know, once you get married, it becomes again, more complicated. Um, and like a, a part of me is like, why do I need this like certificate to, you know, you know, prove to the world that I'm like with this other person, you know, if we love each other, wouldn't we be able to just have a relationship and not be married? I think, but I yeah, th I think that's a really interesting one. And I think that's a really good point. It's probably why, why I'm in this similar kind of mm -hmm. category in a sense that I have also seen the realities, you know, I think when you're mm -hmm. younger, especially when you're like growing up and stuff, you do have this kind of like fantasy notion of what a wedding is. And, mm -hmm. you know, you see it in the movies really like extra and fabricated and uh, all of this stuff. And, you know, people become so happy and it's like the best thing that's happened in their life and blah, 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 blah. And like, don't get me wrong. I don't want to discredit the people that are listening to this podcast and are happily married. Don't think that <laughs> I'm like, you know, trying to tarnish that. But we're still like kind of pro-marriage as you can hear. 100%, <laughs> yeah. But mm -hmm. at the same time, we also see the reality of the situation that, you know, a lot of unhappy people get married and we do see mm -hmm. some of our friends, you know, even now we're only in our early thirties and I have some friends that are divorced. So it does oh, happen. Damn. It'd be so, real as hell. Exactly. So it's, it's on like, a happy note. Both our parents are still uh, married. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which actually, interestingly enough, I don't know if it's the same for your friends, but I know yeah. among like my friendship groups or the people that I know, a lot of people, their parents aren't still together. So I was yeah, like, there are, um, I'm trying to think actually, <clears throat> actually I have a lot of Asian friends and a lot of them, um, their parents are still together. I think mm -hmm. maybe now, um, divorce is more common in Asia, but I yeah. think like it's divorce wasn't as common in our parents' generation in Asia compared to in the Western in, world. Yeah. Yeah. So I think there's a lot more divorced couples in, um, in like Canada, Canada. or USA. Um, yeah. but I'm pretty sure that's going to change, you know, in our, in our lifetime once we get older. Yeah. Um, but I do know a lot of people that have, you know, divorced parents Exactly. and that must suck. I know. Jesus Christ. I mean, See, that's the thing. Imagine if you had kids and then yeah. you had to get divorced. Exactly. Well, I mean, that's so tough. Right. And you know, yeah. obviously it's not, that's never an easy decision for somebody to make. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, sometimes obviously it's the best, it's the best one for them. Yeah. You know, if they're really unhappy in that of relationship course. and you know, it's toxic, then it's for the best for everyone. Um, yeah. But obviously it can be really hard. And that's, again, why I think, you know, I'm on the fence about this one about marriage. You know, it's like, right? I do. It's I so do, difficult. Yeah. I do feel that pressure. I think I feel more of a pressure, especially from like family and stuff to be in a relationship, I think, like a long term yeah. relationship. Like, I don't know about you, but like anytime I go to like any kind of like family gatherings or whatever else, everyone's always like, oh, Daniel, like, where's your partner? You never bring anyone around, <laughs> you know? And I'm just like, you guys, like. Oh God, it happens to everyone, doesn't yeah. it? Well, luckily for me, my family is um, all the way in South Korea. <laughs> <laughs> my uh, my extended family, I mean. Mm -hmm. So the only family I have here in Canada is my, you know, direct family. Yeah. And, um, you know, I mean, what was I going to say? I forgot. Oh, but so I, like if I were if I were to go to Korea, though, like mm -hmm. for, for sure, it would be like, oh, like, are you not married? Like, when are you getting married? I was going to say when we go there, if we, if we uh, take a trip to South Korea, you, you'll I, have to pretend to be my my boyfriend. <laughs> I think I think your family will see through that. <laughs> I don't I don't think they'll see through anything like that. Really? Daniel, I told you like when you like, like to me, uh, 
what do, what do I say about rainbows falling out of your mouth? You say that every time <laughs> I speak, rainbows fall out of my mouth, Rose. Okay, thanks. Thanks for reiterating this I on just, the podcast. I just love it when you say it yourself. It's my favorite. <laughs> Anyways, um, so when, when Daniel speaks to me, like, I can tell that you're gay, obviously. And like anyone that's usually people that are native English speakers can tell. Yeah. But then if you try, like, if you're not a native English speaker mm-hmm. and like, let's say you're Korean, I don't think you'd be able to tell. Uh, It'd be hard. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be the same with like, I don't know. Cause you're not like, you're not like super like, you know, super mm. flamboyant. Sometimes. You're just like, after a few drinks, yeah, I am. After, <laughs> after a few drinks, the 16 year old girl comes out. <laughs> <laughs> My spirit animal goes on, goes on show and gets dancing. Oh you know? God damn. Um, <laughs> But anyways, yeah, if I were to go to South Korea, then like, yeah, they would, Mm. um, there would be pressure. But also now things are shifting because a lot of people in Korea also are not getting married because yeah, yeah, a lot of problems. So things Mm. have changed so much since our parents were, you know, in our age. Yeah. It's crazy. I think the whole idea of the whole institute, the institute of marriage, as people like to call it. Yeah. Um, it is something that's derived from like a long history and it is kind of, you know, I think people are finding it's. I don't know, not necessarily outdated because it, it is very symbolic as to your commitment to somebody else, right? Mm-hmm. But I think the terms and ideas of a marriage, or not the terms, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but like the whole notion of a marriage is like really, really dramatically is, shifting. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think again, you know, you see in the last kind of 10 years, gay marriages and, you know, yeah. um, that's coming out now. Um, so I think there's a lot of, you know, and also the whole idea of like, you know, that show, well, there was that show about modern family, the dynamic of what makes a family is changing. Right. So you have right. so many different family. It's not like the typical um, family unit that we necessarily grew up with a mom, a dad, right. this kind of stuff. It can be like lots of different elements. Yeah. So I think all in all it's shifting, but I do think like there is still obviously that pressure from our parents to like, you know, be not necessarily married, but in a relationship for sure. Mm-hmm. Like, do you well, feel I mean, like and parents, we also... Uh, a little bit. Yeah. But like um, <laughs> recently my, um, oh my God, I have a little story. So my parents um, were in Vancouver recently mm-hmm. and they parked their car. So my brother, <clears throat> he um, he he uh, was in school in Vancouver, but now he's doing online classes mm-hmm. because of the whole situation. And basically um, they went to go pick him up essentially <laughs> So they drove to Vancouver, parked their car outside of his, um, like residence, which I guess is in downtown Vancouver and like apparently nearby, I think it's nearby East Hastings street. Do you know about East Hastings? Mm -hmm. It's supposed to be like a big street of like, um, it's supposed to be a very rough street. Oh, is it where all the drugs are and stuff? Yes. Lots of, um, drug addicts there. So it was like near there apparently, or some, something like that. They basically mm-hmm. told me that it was just like filled with drug addicts. Yeah. And then they parked their car on the street and they were kind of like, you know, iffy about it. Turns out the next day the car was smashed. Two windows were smashed, the side windows. So they stole like, I mean, they didn't steal any, like, I think people were just kind of like in a drug, you know, induced state yeah, and then yeah, just yeah, kind yeah. of smashed and then stole like a jacket or something. And then, um, <clears throat> and then the next day they uh, parked somewhere else, obviously they yeah. fixed the windows and then they parked in a place underneath like a building. And it was like not a private parking lot. It was still public, but mm-hmm. it was like, you know, kind of in kind of indoor parking, but not, you know, yeah. like when it's like under a building. Yeah. yeah kind of like that. Kind of. So they parked there and then guess what? The window got <laughs> smashed again. Yes. Are you serious? <laughs> oh my God. That's so unfortunate. Oh my God. Yeah. I know. I was like, how unlucky can oh, you that's be? Super so, unlucky, 
Because I've driven to Vancouver many times. and Well, not many times. I think twice or three times I've been to Vancouver and driven. And I parked my car in like pretty dodgy areas, like by hostels and random stuff downtown. And I never had my windows smashed. You must have had a... uh, shitty looking car then just kidding <laughs> <laughs> thanks Rose. Um, Appreciate no just that. kidding no apparently it happens a lot to um cars that are out of town because uh, they know that they're out of town and they and i think now it's getting rougher yeah so like maybe back when you went it wasn't as rough i'm not sure mm. that's my guess and then <clears throat> so anyways the back car uh the back window got smashed the second time around um and then um so anyways, and then they didn't have time to fix it in Vancouver. So they just put like a, cause they were supposed to come back that day. So they just yeah. put like a garbage bag over the window <laughs> and drove back <laughs> anyways. So I went with my dad to come, uh, cause he got the, you know, window fixed yeah. here. And then I went with him to get it, um, picked up the car. And then, um, my dad was like paying at the counter and all that stuff. And then like, um, there was like a guy that was like helping him and like, you know, um, doing the transaction and he was like mm-hmm. kind of good looking, I guess. Yeah. I didn't really think much of it. We left the store. My dad's like, ah, that man, he was a handsome man. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, you know, he's like, now whenever I see a handsome man, I think of you, Rose. (laughs) (laughs) Or something like that. (laughs) Honestly, I love your dad. He comes up with the funniest things, Rose. Seriously, I don't even, uh, God, I can't even. Anyways, so that happened. Um, But I mean, I think that my parents are a little less like, you know, Mm. pressury. They're not like, you know, um, I'm sure it's on their mind. You know, yeah. they don't want me to like be alone, I'm sure. But exactly. um, they know I do well alone. So, exactly. you know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but it's interesting because I know like you'd mentioned like some people, some sometimes like Korean parents when they move to Canada, mm-hmm. they can still be like, well, not still be, but they, they have certain like ideologies. Like, for example, they want you to date a Korean guy and it's like super important. And it's kind of yeah. nice that your parents are more, I guess, liberal. In that sense? Yeah, they're very liberal. They actually, yeah. they're like, oh, don't date a Korean guy. <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> well, not like a traditional Korean guy, you yeah. know. They don't mind a Korean, obviously. They're not like, you know. But um, um, they think that a lot of Korean people have like still very kind of old-fashioned mindset. Yeah. So it's funny because, yeah, my parents are like not typical Korean parents. Mm-hmm. A lot of typical Korean parents will be like date a Korean man or like yeah. marry a Korean man. Yeah. Um, and they're definitely not like that at all. So thank God. No, that's good. That's good. I mean, there's definitely like, I mean, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Anyways. Okay. So marriage. Um, that's, oh, and another thing about, um, another point I want to make about the whole marriage thing. I do feel like, um, it reminds me of like, have you watched Sex in the City? Um, yes, but I haven't seen it for years. I don't really remember Oh my gosh. So, um, I just remember that there was an episode where they talk about how, you know, when people get married, like people that are in a relationship or married are always like celebrated in a sense. Mm -hmm. Like there's always like celebrations for, you know, people that are married. For example, you get married and people bring you all these presents and, you know, you, you have a fancy like ceremony for yourself and all this stuff. But then when you're single, you don't get any of these things. So like, these are little subtle ways of way of, um, telling people that you need to be in a relationship essentially to be happy and successful (laughs) and to be celebrated. Yeah, that's actually a really good point because if you think about mm-hmm. it, even like our friends and mm-hmm. like we, well, again, we grew up with a lot of this kind of like in the media and everything else. So we have it in the back yeah. of our minds, but like mm-hmm. even in our friends and stuff, a lot of like, you know, people will be like, oh, so like, you know, who, the, the second you meet new people and stuff, oh, who are you seeing? Are you dating anyone? Yeah. Like, and then if they're not like, oh, oh, that's okay. You know? <laughs> 
it's never like, oh my God, that's amazing. Like how, that's cool. You're single. Yeah, that's like, how cool. Are you you're it? doing a great job being single. You know, you're not in some shitty relationship. Exactly. Whereas if you're you like, know? oh yeah, no, I don't, I don't, I, or, or if you're like, I do have a partner, like, oh, congratulations. That's awesome that you have a boyfriend, yeah, the, you yeah. know, or you're married. It's like oh, celebrate it. Congrats mm-hmm. to you. You know, great job. Yeah. And let me show you the rock, blah, 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 blah. Like, it's just like, mm-hmm. I mean, and, and again, I don't want like people to think that I'm being like bitter or, any, or anything or like negative. <laughs> no, but it's I, true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think, I think that there's just, and I'm, I'm for those people that are happily married and in marriages and everything, mm-hmm. you know, I think that's amazing. And I do eventually, mm-hmm. you know, one day hopefully we'll be in that situation. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, but I just think you're right. There's like this stigma in society where it's like, if you're being single, if you're, if you're being, if you are mm-hmm. single, it is automatically looked at in like more of a negative light yeah. for whatever reason. And I think that is wrong. It's like, who cares if you're single or in a relationship or married, it should be, you know, are you happy? You know? Exactly. That should be the main, like the fundamental mm-hmm. thing is like, are you happy? Exactly. So, yeah. um, have you seen the movie The Lobster? I haven't. No. Daniel, I I, I, swear, I feel like every single time I'm like, have you seen this, Daniel? And then <laughs> you're like, like no. no. I'm like, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> did I did I not recommend it to you, Daniel? Um, I don't think you've ever recommended. Okay, the you're lobster. gonna you're you're gonna have to write that down and okay. watch. I think it's still on Netflix. I could be wrong. I really hope okay. it is on Netflix. Um. The other anyway, one you recommended wasn't Rose, so because I look God for damn, it. Well, Get Out is on my Netflix. I don't know what's wrong with your Spanish goddamn Netflix, okay? Hey, there'll be different shows over here, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's called something else in Spanish. Oh, or is it? Be. Anyway, um, I'll tell you the premise of The Lobster. Okay. So it's like it's like a dystopian future, right? Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like what we're living right now. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> so basically... It's about um, this dystopia future where being single is illegal. So you're not allowed to be single. So it's so interesting. So then um, what happens is I haven't watched it for a while, but basically it's so weird. It's kind of like sci-fi. Like anyway, so you're not allowed to be single. So let's say you were in a relationship and then Mm -hmm. you like, so this guy, Colin Farrell's in it. So Colin Farrell gets divorced. And then as soon as he gets divorced, he's like, you know, technically not supposed to be single. Right. So then single people get sent to like a hotel and they all get sent to this like kind of conference where they have like 45 days or something like that to find themselves a mate. So there's like men and women that are single and then they're supposed to find themselves a mate within that allocated time. And if they don't find themselves a mate in that time, then they um, they get turned into an animal of their choice. (laughs) Oh, my God. Isn't that so interesting? That and it's so, so cool. yeah, you must watch it. It's like so yeah. weird. And then there's like people that are, um, that like choose to be single, but they, they're like outlaws of society. So they're like living in the forest. Ooh. It's, it's so interesting. Yeah, that just- I think it's, yeah. So I think it's like a parody, kind of mm. a parody of like what actually happens in society. Yeah. What we just talked about, how like kind of single people are looked on as like inferior or whatever. Exactly. And then like, if you're in a relationship, you're looked on as like, oh, like, Better. oh, you've, you've reached the level of success, even though you could be like in uh-huh. a toxic relationship. Exactly. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But this is the thing. It's like, it's interesting that that, that is what we as society have, have, have labeled as success mm-hmm. because, you know, there's a lot of people, like you said, that are in relationships that aren't happy and, you know, yeah. you know, would be ha- better off and happier single, but mm-hmm. they just feel like because of that expectation, they feel like they necessarily need to stay with, they need to stay with that person. So mm-hmm. I know it's, 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 it's an interesting one. Like, yeah. That's how that movie sounds so cool. Though. You need to watch it. Anyways, yeah. I recommend it to everyone. Some people might think it's really weird, yeah. but I really enjoyed it. 
No, it sounds. So, I like. I like the idea of it. Like the, the yeah. premise sounds amazing. Yeah, and you're right. It is a parody and kind of an interesting look at how it is kind of like today. You know. Yeah. Because I mean, how many? Obviously, times- a very exaggerated version. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, how many times have you been out or like met people and they'll be like, "Oh, well, maybe it doesn't happen. I don't know if it happens to you, but I'll meet people and they're like, oh, so like you're single. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, I have a great friend for you. Blah blah blah. Ah! You should meet him. And it I'm happens like, to you a lot because you're gay. Yeah, true. Oh my God. This is another Doesn't, thing that I need yeah. to just digress <laughs> for just a second. Vet, vent. Okay. Um, for all of you listening, you know, our lovely <laughs> listeners across the globe, um, one thing that I am going to be very adamant about is if you do have a gay friend or lesbian or LGBT or whatever, just because somebody is of a certain sexual orientation does not mean that they will match <laughs> with every other person that's of that sexual orientation. <laughs> Because I've had so many friends be like, oh my God, I have the perfect guy for you. And I've actually gone on some dates, like blind dates. Oh no. Oh, and on, and they refu- were so bad? They were bad. I refuse to go now because I'm like, clearly this person doesn't like understand my personality and the kind of people right. that I would like to date. Right. And the few that I did go on, I was just like, oh my God, how could you... Think. even think exactly right. like we're this is totally like not any anyone that, not that there's anything wrong with these people but we're just yeah yeah you yeah know, such a clash of personalities and I was just like what is this person yeah. thinking so yeah it like, definitely doesn't happen to me that like it doesn't happen to me really yeah. I mean it's, of course sometimes if someone's like oh yeah this guy's mm. I feel like maybe now it happens to me no it doesn't really happen to me that often yeah. but I think it happens to you more because you're gay and like I feel like that happens to a lot of gay people yeah, unfortunately like, oh my god I know another great gay guy you guys would be perfect for each other <laughs> Oh, really? What does he like to do? Well, I don't know, but he's gay. Um, you know, what, what are some of the activities that, what, is, what does he do for fun? What's he like? Oh, I don't know, but he's gay. <laughs> it's like, come He'll, he'll definitely like you and you'll definitely like him because you're both gay, right? So. Exactly. It's like, it's like, it's the yeah. same for like, this, this is the thing though, like for straight people individuals yeah. like it's not like they would just set you up with a guy just because you guys are both straight. Like I wouldn't be like, oh, Rose, I know this great straight guy. You guys would be a perfect yeah. match. It's like, well. Although no. I'm sure now, like after maybe a certain age, maybe like, let's say like we're all 40, right? We hit mm-hmm. 40 and like, there's like, let's say I'm single oh, God, and 40. like all my friends <laughs> and <kidding>. all, um, <laughs> Daniel's kidding guys. Um, and all our friends were married and then mm-hmm. they would probably be like, oh yeah, I know a guy that's single. You know what I mean? It would probably true, like, true, happen true. in that similar sense. Um, because like being single at that age would be less common. Mm-hmm. Um, and that would be really annoying too. I'd that be like, in- um, I'm not interested just yeah. because he's single. <laughs> interestingly like, though Rose yeah. I don't know if this is going to be the case for us like when we turn 40 but I think for our parents generation it was like seriously not the norm at all to be single like most people were married or in oh, relationships 100%, like very, yeah but I wonder if for our generation by the time we get to 40 it's going to be different like I'm sure 100 percent yeah it's I'm gonna sure, be different yeah there'll be still be a lot of people in relationships and married but I do think there'll be a lot more single people and it'll become more round normal. two Daniel oh god <laughs> <laughs> round two Woo! oh god damn uh yeah it's true I think like we can discuss more about this in another um, episode because mm-hmm. I want to talk about, um, yeah, we can discuss more in another episode because I want to really delve into the modern dating sphere and modern yeah. relationship sphere, which we will be discussing in a, in another episode. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I do think that the dynamics are changing and the way, mm-hmm. again, we're becoming more picky and yeah. um, there's going to be more divorces, I think compared to so? our parents generation 100%. Yeah. Well, I think there already is compared to our parents or even mm-hmm. our grandparents generation the the level of divorce oh. has like gone up so yeah. much. Of so. course. So yeah, uh, because mm-hmm. like imagine like our grandparents generation divorce <clears throat> probably wasn't even an, um, an an option really. So it wasn't especially I think 
for yeah. for a lot of and I'm not saying it's like the women that make these decisions it's obviously it yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Or the women but I think back then women had a lot less kind of um, mm-hmm. rights and stuff and they were looked at very negatively if they were in a they were a divorced um, yes but yeah things are shifting and things mm-hmm. have shifted so we'll see what happens yeah. oh wow we just uh we just talked about marriage for like 15 hours oh, God. what's yeah. next what's so another pressure Daniel so another pressure. So this one we kind of touched on in another podcast, but I think it's very topical and it's not necessarily okay. a pressure of 30 being getting turning 30 or whatever, but it's a pressure of when you finish school, like high school or whatever, the pressure is you go to university and then you get a job. Like you get into your career right, right away and you get a career job. Yeah. So I think that's... And like you have to be like successful or like a certain level in your career by whatever age. Exactly. And if not, then like you're looked on as less, you know, successful mm-hmm. or whatever... Mm-hmm. And we're expected to throughout life. I mean, I know it's important to grow as a person and everything else, but also we're expected in our career. So, okay, you finish your undergrad, you get into your career. And it's like, if you stay at a certain level in your career, that's also looked at n- unfavorably than if you actually climb the right. cr- climb the corporate ladder. Yeah. But then if you think about it, and we kind of talked about this again in another podcast, but there's a two things that are wrong with this, I think. Well, there's a couple. But number one nowadays so many more people are going to university so not all of them are necessarily going to be able to get corporate or jobs that they studied for when they finish because are there enough you know and you mentioned this last time are there enough jobs to sustain the amount of people that are graduating are there enough jobs out there for everyone to be for us to have full employment and the second issue is the the way that we're like okay you get your job your corporate job and we expect you to constantly be climbing that corporate ladder getting more senior getting more money whatever else But it's like, if you think about it, there's only so many, you know, CEO, senior exec positions available and how many people are trying to claw their way up there. Not everyone's going to get there. So there's kind of like that problem if there's not enough kind of positions available once you are in the corporate world to continually keep, you know, going. And like, why do we need to continually, you know, keep going? Like what, when is enough, you know, like how much money is enough how much like status is enough we don't all need to be the ceo exactly and like just because you're ceo doesn't make you a good person doesn't make you um you know more happy let's be real a lot of them Mm. might be fucking miserable and horrible people who who the fuck knows (laughs) a lot of them are horrible people not all of them but a lot of them all of them yeah I think I think it's an interesting one too because it's like you're right. Like I guess this is another also another topic that we have to get into at some point. Okay. About capitalism and money and growth. Oh my and god! Like, I just watched an episode, Daniel, of um, Dirty Money. Have you seen that? Oh uh, no! I saw it come up on my Netflix. So I really yeah, you should see watch it. it. Yeah, it's no, kind of about it. that. Okay. So like before we discuss, we can we can watch all of that. Okay. Because no, the first definitely. episode is about like the banks and how they like kind of fuck over people and exactly. not all banks again, but yeah. like I do feel like a lot of banks like well, they're they're designed to you know, make money off of money. <laughs> exactly. Well, the, the, the thing of the whole thing about the banks and, and especially in like investment firms as well. Yeah. Um, as such, um, like look at what happened in the financial crisis and with a lot of mm-hmm. the investment firms in the U S a lot of them, you know, yeah. Okay. Some of them went under and stuff, but I think a lot of the senior execs, there wasn't that level of accountability for, for actions that there should have nope. been. Whereas if it was more of a, kind of quote blue collar crime they would have been punished to the full extent of the law whereas exactly. these, these people you know certain individuals and i'm not saying the industry because i think there's some really good people that work in the industry as well um mm-hmm. i met a lot because i've worked in finance so i know um but i think what happened in the states and a, in parts of other parts of the world a lot of these corporate execs were walking away with millions while people were losing their pensions you know mom and mm-hmm. pop who worked you know 
you know, maybe at the local warehouse or something, not making that much, but you know, they've saved for their retirement, going to retire and lost everything. And then those senior execs weren't prosecuted properly, you know, they still, yeah, not at all. Yeah. They still have their offshore accounts in the Bahamas and whatever else. So it's crazy. It is crazy. But that's, that's for another, (laughs) I'm getting like, like into it. Yeah. We get into, we either do like really serious kind of societal social issue topics or we'll just get drunk and talk about Netflix. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I mean, that's just, I hope you're enjoying this. Yeah. Yeah. I do. My favorite ones that I love talking about, though, I also really I can't wait to do the modern dating one because I just love talking about dating. I find yes. it really interesting and the whole like dynamic of it shifting the whole masculinity, sexuality spectrum, the whole sexual like the whole sexuality spectrum is like we should just do an episode on that because I find it right. so interesting. And so for our modern dating and modern relationship episode, we're actually going to read a book called uh, Modern Love by Aziz Ansari, which I always reference and I've yeah. listened to it. Um, I listened to the audio book version and I listened to it like two times already or t- yeah, I think two times and I've just redownloaded it on my phone and I told Daniel mm-hmm. to go download it. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's read by Aziz Ansari, who's like the comedian. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And it's really interesting. It's like uh, basically um, kind of like, I guess it's like research on, you know, the changes in dating and relationships compared to the previous generations and the Ooh, modern world. And yeah. it's so interesting. So anyways, um, if you want to listen to it, we, we have a free audiobook for you guys. So it's yeah. audibletrial.com slash the savage podcast. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you go there, you can, um, download a free audiobook. So listen to it so that in the next whatever whatever episode whenever yeah, when we that release, episode comes out yeah which will be soon yeah. um we can discuss it together exactly so that would be fun that's my homework as well so rose has given yes. me a little bit of homework <laughs> for this podcast so she said um yes but it's a really interesting yeah. uh, listen I mean, yeah. just from what you said right now, like I'm actually really, really excited for it. Yes. So I'm definitely going to be doing that this weekend. Um, yes. So that will be fun. So yeah, definitely check that out. Um, and yeah, get your get your hands on a free uh, the free audiobook. Yes, audibletrial.com/slash the savage podcast. Perfect. Audible is spelled A U D I B L E. I think A U D Audible. Sometimes, like you know, when you spell something out loud, yeah. I can't like picture. Mm. the letter like i can't say the letter do you know what i'm saying like i can spell kind it of. i can like or write it down or, or sometimes when you're spelling something you know it's right but it just looks really weird oh my god like, it happens to me all the time yeah i'll be like this doesn't look right like I, this is not how you spell like toast toast always does that to me i don't know what it is about the really? word toast but i'll like be looking at it i'll be like hang on is that right no yeah yeah I don't know. It's one of those <laughs> weird things. Um, yeah. So uh, anyway, so modern dating, we'll do, we'll definitely do an episode on that. Yeah. I think Ooh, we could I'm do so multiple excited. episodes on that. Yeah, we um, need to. Anyway. And then wh- what were we discussing? What's another. So we're talking about, we're talking about getting into the corporate world. Kind oh, of like, right. Um, so like, yeah, your career pressure. essentially. Yeah. Well, and then. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say, that's another interesting one about, again, we're looking at the pressures of society, measures of success, this kind of stuff. And again, what type of career or what type of job you have is mm-hmm. also a lot of pressure as to what's deemed as successful in society. Mm-hmm. So for example, if you're a lawyer or a doctor, like fair enough, you would have to go to school for a long time and they are very respected careers. Mm-hmm. However, and they're look, these, these individuals are looked at as more successful than let's right. say somebody that is a bartender, you know? Yeah. People or look- somebody like in the trades, somebody, yeah. you know, a carpenter or uh, a mechanic, which exactly. are very important jobs. But exactly. then we don't look at those jobs. For some reason, we don't look at those jobs as successful. 
Exactly. You know we what I mean? The more, we would look at a lawyer as someone being more successful and we'd say, oh, that's amazing, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And when, you, when, when your kids are growing up, you're like, oh, you should try to be a lock, a, a locker. A locker? A locker. What's a locker, Daniel? <laughs> a lawyer Would you like to be doctor. a locker? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, that's so funny. A lawyer know, okay. slash doctor. Okay, a locker. A locker. That just came out very weird. But you do. Want oh, I do that all the time. Yeah. You do want your kids. You're like, you, you, you say to your kids, look, you know, you should go to school to try to be a lawyer, a doctor, yeah. this kind of stuff. And like a lot of other things, you never like, oh, you should become a bartender. But like, you know what? If somebody works as a bartender and they really enjoy it and they love mm-hmm. doing that job mm-hmm. and they're very passionate about it, what's wrong with that? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like if there's nothing wrong with that. Stuff, we shouldn't mm-hmm. we shouldn't as a society look down mm-hmm. on that person and say, Oh, you know, why aren't you doing And how else important with your life? is that job, Daniel? Especially oh. for us. It is in a very <laughs> you are doing society a very important <laughs> service. Okay. <laughs> Me and Rose will be frequent customers. <laughs> Um, um, no, but in all seriousness, I thought about this and, mm. um, like imagine if like, you know, the finance, like so many jobs that are deemed as like successful and like super important and high ranking, I yeah. think about it and I'm like, how important are these jobs really? Because all of these like CEOs and the high ranking people, you know, like, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Like, you know, still respect. I have respect for these people that are, you know, of working course, hard yeah. and doing all that. But at the same time, I'm like, you know, world crumbles down. Let's say, you know, we're kind of like down to our, you know, just our bodies and whatever. (laughs) Like what's more important? Yeah. Like doctors would be important for sure. Of course. Uh, Would a lawyer be important in that situation? Not necessarily. Would, Mm -hmm. what else would be important? Like somebody like, um, like a mechanic would be important, you know, to fix things. You know what I mean? Like certain jobs. I'm like, these are like very important jobs. We just don't think that they're really that important. So You know, and yeah, like somebody that can fix things around the house, like that's a very important job. Like I wouldn't know how to do like anything around this house. If something broke, I'd be like, oh, I don't know how to do this. Exactly. (laughs) No, and this this is the thing. And I think... Mm -hmm. Um, oh my God, I had a really good point now and I just totally forgot it. Oh, God damn, Daniel. God damn. Your brain be fried. Oh God, my brain We be talking about way too much shit. I know. I think, I think like, um... Oh yeah. One thing I wanted to just comment just again for the listeners is like, again, we're not trying to like discredit any professions or anything else. We're just like looking at it from the angle of what our society as a whole has deemed as, as, as being Mm -hmm. successful in life. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's just interesting that these like really important jobs are deemed less successful, not well, yeah, yeah, looked at differently. And it's also interesting how as a society in certain countries as well, certain really key professions are also really vastly underpaid as well. Oh, so underpaid. mm -hmm, Like the UK, for example, I'll just use this one as an example, like teachers and nurses who I think are super, super important um, are paid shockingly in the UK. um, And the kind of work that they're doing, like especially the, well, both, but the nurses, you know, they're working crazy hours and they're getting like barely enough to, to, to get by. Yeah. And can I make a point? I I also think that um, a lot of these jobs that are underpaid are jobs that are held primarily by women. And -hmm. I think that's like fucked up. So people always Uh, talk about the wage gap or whatever. And I, and I, I, I think it's a complicated topic, the wage gap. Some people think that it's not real. Like some people think that it's like, um, if you put other factors into consideration, Mm -hmm. then it's not a real gap. So as in, if you and I had the same job, um, it's not necessarily that I would get paid less or something like that. Although I think that's also like disputed, but I do think that one way that we have a wage gap is that yeah, jobs, for example, that women are more inclined to do like Mm -hmm. nurses, caregivers, um, teachers, all extremely important jobs, but are deemed 
not that important and are kind of not paid well. So it's yeah. like, of course, it's not always the case. There are male jobs like janitors, for example, like not those aren't really male jobs. But yeah, it's probably more males that are janitors yeah. and that they don't get paid as much as well. Mm-hmm. But I do feel like a lot of jobs that women tend to have are paid mm-hmm. less. And why? For what yeah. reason? How it's important like, are teachers? Exactly. Like so fucking important. It's also when you look into the, to companies, though, typically roles that are more often held by women, for example, yeah. HR and all yeah. that kind of stuff. They're also mm-hmm. underpaid underpaid departments of companies as well, generally, mm-hmm. when you yeah. compare to like the finance department or another department that's that's usually more um, better compensated, I guess. Yeah. Um, it's an interesting one, like salaries and wages. It is so, so, so complex. The whole, yeah, you know, how much course. people get paid. And then there's that whole argument about, you know, should companies be more transparent about what they're paying employees? Right. Um, and there's a whole argument for and against that, which I think we should get into again in another, oh, God another podcast. Oh, God there's so, many, so many things coming mm, up. We'd be this, fixing like, society in this podcast. <laughs> we, oh, we're just getting, we're just getting to the crux of it. Mm-hmm. But again, with all of these things that we're talking about, we're bringing it back to looking at us just growing up and getting older. And you have these constant pressures as to what is deemed as successful and Mm -hmm. again there's pressures to get certain jobs to do certain things after you finish university to get married to Mm -hmm. you know and the the other one I think we should talk about which kind of leads up to this um, is getting a house yes okay so buying a house so that's Mm -hmm. one interesting thing that is also again deemed as success and I've always been kind of not anti buying a house, but I've always tried to look at it. Like I've never been like, Oh my God, I must like buy a house. Mm -hmm. That means I'll be successful. Um, because, and a lot of people think that it's always a good financial investment. And I don't actually agree that it's always a good investment. It just depends on the time, like your current situation in like, yes, maybe in the long run, but at the same time, if you don't have much money right now, it's not going to be the best investment. And plus there's, there's pros and cons to renting and buying. Exactly. So Yeah. So no, what do you think, Daniel, as someone that used to be obsessed with buying a house? I was obsessed. <laughs> I, I was obsessed. I don't know. Again. And again, I think it's because time and time again, and this was part of the reason why there was that huge, the financial crash, crash yes. in the U S is because again, all these banks and everything was like mortgages. And, you know, because the collateral is houses, houses are a sound, secure investment that will never go down in value. They're constantly, mm-hmm. you know, they're a sound investment. Um, again, I think it does depend on if you look at a house from a strictly an investment purpose. Okay. Maybe in the long term it might be a sound financial investment. However, there are chances that you could lose money and you look at like what happened with the financial market crash. So I have friends that bought houses. I can't remember exactly what year, but maybe it was like right around, I don't know, 2008, 2009 or something. Was it before the crash? Before It was like slightly before the crash. So 2008 was the crash. Okay. So, so it would have been like before 2007. I think 2007 yeah. or 2006. Oh God, really? They and bought a house happened? with their boyfriend. And <laughs> see that's then, another complicated topic uh-huh. exactly that's another one and and they ended up breaking up and having to sell the place and both, right. of, them, and both of them lost money so yeah. again had they just been renting a place together yeah they could have both walked away a lot easier mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. not had that extra i mean they lost tens of thousands yeah so, i'm not surprised um that just goes to show you and like even calgary is a really really good example of this like why you know especially for 
short to medium term, maybe long term, mm-hmm. it's a bit better, but short to medium term, you don't know what's going to happen in life. Right. So yeah. a house might not always be a sound financial investment because people, for example, bought condos in Calgary mm-hmm. right during the boom and the con- the condo price has dropped mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. And actually it's still kind of going down a bit lately in the, in the, um, Calgary real estate market. So if you're yeah. trying to get out now, you're probably going to be losing money. So that's not actually a sound investment versus exactly. had you just been renting and saving your money that, that whole time you mm-hmm. might be better off, but everyone's like, no, 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 yeah. you'll, you'll build equity. You'll do this. Yeah. Um, so I think there's still a big part of me that wants to get a house. Oh, hundred percent. Me too. Yeah. And Don't I get me my, wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my reasoning is different. I used to think of it more as a financial investment. I think it still kind right. of is, but it's not always going to necessarily be positive because you could lose mm-hmm. money. But I look at it as if I get a house, it's more my mentality now has shifted again away from it as an investment to more when I do eventually get to that age, when I stop working and I've retired, I don't want to have to be responsible to pay a rent or a mortgage because that's of like course. your biggest yeah. expense, right? So if you mm-hmm. own your house, regardless if the house price goes up or down, but let's just say you own the house, you're not planning on selling it and you just live there, you don't have to pay a mortgage or rent or anything. So yeah, that's like yeah. huge help for when you retire. So yeah, for I'm sure. Looking at, I'm looking at it more from that angle and not so mm-hmm. much like, oh, I'm going to make thousands of dollars off this house. Yeah, yeah. Or tens that's of the thousands. thing. A lot of people, um, I know a few friends that have purchased like a condo, especially a mm-hmm. condo, for example. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, because I actually did consider maybe buying a place yeah. before I rented, you know, but then I was just like, it just doesn't seem to make sense. Like if I mm-hmm. buy a place, I want to buy a house that I'm like a long-term place that I want to actually live in because a lot of people buy a condo and think, Oh, I'm just going to like rent it out. Um, and like, they just think, you know, people always think about like flipping houses or renting out houses and all that stuff. And I'm like, I don't think it's as easy as you think it is. First of all, like you have to maintain, first of all, if you have a bad renting, like I just don't want to deal with it. You know what I mean? Like I would like, if you have a bad tenant, like, it could be disastrous. Disaster, yeah. Exactly. And I've had, I've heard horror stories. So I'm mm-hmm. like, I have no, and plus, like you said, for example, like if the economy is not good mm-hmm. and um, you have a condo that you bought that you intended on renting, renting out. and you have no renters, then what? Yeah. So then what do you do? So you have to be smart. You can't just be like, oh, I think, you know, if I buy a place again, that's another thing that if you buy a place, people automatically are like, oh my God, like you've succeeded in life. Like people like congratulate Mm -hmm. you. They're like, and don't get me wrong again. Like it is still a big step, but also an accomplishment. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess, but like, is it really? Because it's not like you actually bought the fucking place. Okay. The, you still owe the bank a shit ton of fucking money. So let's, let's be real. Like, yeah, you're not renting from a landlord, Mm -hmm. but you're renting from the bank. Like until yeah. you've paid off the fucking mortgage, I'm sorry, but like you, you still owe someone something. So yeah. don't pretend that like, it's not the same thing as it's not like you just went with, you know, $500,000 in cash and purchased a place. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like people have this delusion that like, oh, because I got a mortgage, I mm. bought the place. It's mine completely. And, yeah. um, and you know, I've somehow succeeded in life, whereas it's not necessarily the case. Yeah, and well, and really, technically, it's not theirs. I mean, it is tech, yeah, like, but they still owe the bank because as soon as because if you don't pay it, payment, what's going to happen? Yeah, exactly. The bank will so repo- re- repossess the house, and they will the sell goddamn, it. Because the goddamn the evil ass it. banks! I know. <laughs> 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 the the bank will repo that shit. Yeah, that's and, the thing. So yeah. you're you're deluding yourself into thinking mm-hmm. that you just that's the thing because people you know they celebrate the fact that like oh yeah like you bought a house but again you didn't buy this house with your, mm-hmm. like all of your own money. So, yeah. um, you're kind of deluding yourself into thinking that you've like reached a certain pinnacle of success or whatever. Yeah. Whereas like, you know, 
I don't necessarily think that that's what it is. So to me, like renting, um, isn't, you know, some kind of, you know, it's fine. It it just depends on your situation. No, exactly. Mm -hmm. And I just think, I do think that there needs to be a, a, a stigma, lifted off of renting mm-hmm. and I think in mm-hmm. the western world especially in Canada the US the UK there is this huge stigma about renting like yeah. it's huge it's huge it's like you really know, it, well, you think so 100% because if people are like yeah. oh you don't you don't own your place oh you're renting oh okay but you're saving to, <laughs> but you're saving to buy something right or right, you're right, like right, you know right. what I mean there is mm-hmm. that kind of like it is looked at as more and I don't know. Like it, yeah. Less successful. Like, exactly. Than actually owning your place. <laughs> yeah. But it's interesting because if you look at places like Europe, like Italy, Spain, a yeah. lot of these other places, um, renting is not frowned upon at all. Like lots of people. Right. Rent here, it's very know? normal. It's, yeah, exactly. It's like normalized. Whereas I think also because like, especially in somewhere like Canada, we have so much space. So there yeah. are a lot of, uh, you know, things available to buy and all this yeah. kind of stuff. Whereas I think Europe is a bit, well, it is more densely populated and kind of like, yeah. um, a bit harder, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I was trying to say there. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's really interesting. And um, one of the things that, uh, fuck, I lost my train of thought too. God so, <laughs> and we're not even drinking uh, yet. <laughs> oh God, damn! Seriously, oh God, we're gonna do a drunken episode um, later this afternoon. But, yeah. uh, oh, what was I gonna say? Oh, so with renting, for example, mm. um, yeah, you have to be smart about it. Again, I'm not saying necessarily that uh, renting is gonna be the best choice or buying is gonna be the best choice. It just all yeah. depends on your situation. 100%. Because I think a lot of people jump into buying a place, especially if, you know, once they maybe they just became 25 or something. They're like, oh, okay, so now I need to buy a place because I need yeah. to be, you know, at a certain level of success. And maybe mm-hmm. they're in a relationship at that time and think they're gonna spend the rest of their lives with this person. But actually, you know, like, fortunately, unfortunately not. And let's say they bought a place with this other person and then, and, and then you, money. you know, end up losing money, end up having to break up and then have, you know, it's just yeah. anyway. And also depending on the situation, cause I've, I've watched like videos about this, like on YouTube from like, you know, people that kind of are into finance and stuff. Yeah. So, you know, they talk about like renting versus like buying and actually, you know, some, some of them prefer to rent because yeah. of so many, you know, one of the reasons could be like we said, cause buying a place is, you know, a long-term investment and yeah. a long-term kind of, not just with your money, but a long-term kind of commitment. Yeah. Whereas when you're, you know, in your twenties, maybe like 25 or even like in your thirties, maybe you don't want to, you know, maybe you haven't decided where you want to live. Maybe you haven't fully decided, okay, this is how I want to live my life. So, and it's just less commitment. And plus, if something goes wrong in your place, if you're renting, you can just be like, hi, landlord. Like, no, no, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. This broke. Exactly. (laughs) Can you please fix this? Yes. And and, and I also think, and like, I don't know, because, because of how, I mean, Calgary's Calgary, even in Calgary houses are Mm -hmm. expensive. And I think to myself, like, depending on again, what you want, what do you want from life? Right. But like, Mm -hmm. When I moved to Calgary, I go, yeah. I, I kind of want to live downtown when I get there. I kind of want, you know, a fairly nice apartment. Now, mm-hmm. if I was to buy a condo, I, I could definitely rent something for a lot cheaper yeah. like, per month than if I was to get the same level of like standard of living or the same kind of apartment yeah. if I was to buy it probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, you would, it would be cheaper. That's why when I, again, because I live in a condo, I decided to rent mm-hmm. instead of buy because yeah. a, because I don't see a condo as my long-term living s- solution. Yeah. And, um, I don't know how you know, condos are very like, I don't know. It's, it's not very stable. I feel like you just don't yeah. know what's going to happen. So yeah. then I don't want to buy because a, you have to put down a mortgage. And then mm-hmm. again, with that money, if you're in, into the investment thing, I'm sure with that money that you're going to put down for a mortgage instead, you could rent mm-hmm. so that you don't have to put down money for a mortgage. And then you could invest that money into something else and you could potentially make more money. But again, I'm not really into like the whole investment thing. So I can't really comment, yeah. but Depending that's what someone which, else said. 
Exactly. Mm-hmm. Just depending on what your investments are. I mean, I mm-hmm. used to, I used to work at an investment firm in London, mm. and like you know, a lot of their investment strategies. And again, don't quote me on this. This is just kind <laughs> of like you know, but you know, some of them would. I earn. was going to ask you for investment advice. Oh God, God damn. damn, Daniel. Okay, tell well, me. I don't want. I just don't want people to like listen to this and then think that I, you know, um, you guys, know. we don't know shit. Don't exactly. listen to anything we're saying. Okay. No, but I just, <laughs> I just know some of the strategies, like longer term strategies that the firm was having. You know, was getting anywhere from five to kind of like maybe 10% returns um, right. over a long period of time, obviously. Right, uh, right, right. Whereas it's like maybe with your house, you wouldn't get that. You know what I mean? So it just depends yeah. again yeah. on so many different, it depends on so mm-hmm. many different factors. And I think yeah. what what I'm trying to, trying to get away from, getting away from is necessarily, I think, great. If you get a house, great. If you're renting, great. But we shouldn't yeah. look, at it, look at getting a house as the be-all, end-all success yeah. of, you know, life it's like the keeping up with the joneses mentality exactly the very like traditional like must buy a house in the suburbs mm-hmm. you know <laughs> <laughs> must have that white picket fence 2.5 oh, kids must um, have like the va- 2.5 kids yeah the nice family van oh yeah. god can you yeah. think of anything worse just kidding <laughs> <laughs> no and i mean no don't get me wrong yes if, that, if that's your dream i think you know totally great. but i just think that yeah. we as a society I think we're starting to shift from that anyway, but there is still those pressures of, you know, again, getting that kind of like illustrious job or climbing the corporate ladder really really quickly and being married, having kids is another um, marker Mm -hmm. of success. Having kids. Right. Mm -hmm. So, there's just, definitely yeah. oh let's talk about having kids that's oh, another god. thing that's oh god, damn. oh god damn that's another thing that i think a lot of people feel pressured to mm. um they think that that's like what you're supposed to do and yeah. if you um especially if you're a woman i think if you say that you don't want to have kids then people kind of look at you weird yeah, don't oh, get definitely. me wrong like i still want i want i want a family i want kids yeah. um but um uh, like there's a lot of people that don't and that's mm-hmm. fine with me. God damn. We have way too many people in this goddamn world. Anyways, we have a, we have a lot of people in this world. Yep. Yeah. And what do you want, Daniel? Do you want children? Do you want oh, two little Daniels running God around? Damn, this be some pressure and questions <laughs> from Rose. Um, no, like it's funny. Cause again, uh, I go all You've over changed. the place with this one. Yeah. Cause I used really? to, again, when I was growing up, I used to be like, yeah. I'm very adamant. I want to be a parent. I want two kids. I, yeah. I wanted the things that we just talked about. Everything, yeah. you know, like the, the, the illustrious white career, fence. the white picket fence, <laughs> the yeah. house, yeah. The, the, the gorgeous husband, um, and yeah. two lovely kids. Um, but I mean, I think in the back of my mind, I still kind of want kids. Yeah. Um, but it's more, I think my reasoning for wanting kids still is more of a selfish one, more so than like keeping up with the Joneses think, or, right. or having um, that pressure from society. It's more like I think about maybe you like want what, a family exactly i want that kind of family and the reason being is like well especially like when i get older you don't want to die always, alone exactly <laughs> i want to have like kids and maybe grandkids to come visit me at the old folks home and not be by myself you know i think that everyone kind of thinks that when they start a family it's always a mm-hmm. level of selfishness like yeah. not all selfish of course because yeah. there's a lot of selflessness that is needed when you take care of another you know living Human being, being. Yeah. but also i think that you know at the end of the day you know we all need some level of a kind of you know like it's it's in our nature to want mm-hmm. some level of a family unit in a sense, yeah. like, you know, like belonging and some sort of a community in a sense. And mm-hmm. the family unit is considered that, you know, the, the most intimate community that you could have. So I yeah. think that, yeah, like for me, the same thing, um, you know, I want 
I, yeah, I want a family because yeah. of that reason. Like, I don't want to be, you know, dying alone with four cats. Oh, God. Oh, God damn. damn. <laughs> Bro. That might happen. Who knows? God damn. I know. I mean, it's true. And if that does happen, you know, we'll cross those bridges when we get there. Right? And, <laughs> and uh, you know, I think I'll this be- is the problem, though. Can I can I just digress for a second? Yeah, you go. You problem. digress. Oh goddamn! Rose is gonna get so, into it now. <laughs> oh goddamn! The problem again is that we now live in this world that we're kind of fucked. <laughs> can oh, I just say oh, we are kind of fucked? Okay. Do you know why? Because we live in this world where we no longer have much of a community in terms of like outside of our home. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like back in you know back in the day, maybe like people were a lot more. They communicated with their neighbors. They chilled with their neighbors. You know, they mm-hmm. kind of, they shared food and they did all of these like things to feel like they're part of a, part community. of a community. Yeah. And, um, you know, when my parents were young, they always tell me, yeah, like they didn't have a lot of money because Korea was pretty poor, but like mm-hmm. they were all like, they lived in like the same like village and like, they lived <laughs> in this like village with like, you know, different, and they all knew their neighbors. All the kids mm-hmm. would play outside and then like they would have these like kimchi making days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds so Korean. <laughs> yeah. They would have like a day when like you're supposed to like make kimchi. There's like a day mm-hmm. in Korea. I don't know. Yeah. So like everyone in the neighborhood makes kimchi and then you will like share your kimchi with like, so like the kids like run around, um, hold on. Playing. The kids like run around the neighborhood, just like eating kimchi from different neighbors and they all yeah. like share everything. And there's that kind of community mentality mm-hmm. and that does not really exist anymore in yeah. Korea, for example. Yeah. Um, that kind of, you know, dynamic no longer exists. So now a lot of people are lonely, a lot of people and, and plus, so that doesn't exist, but then also less people are getting married and less people have families, less people start a family, less people have kids, less people get married. So then you end up with a bunch of single people that, you know, otherwise if we still have a community, you know, you know, we still live in the village making kimchi together, then like you would feel still part of something, Mm. but then, but then, you're single, lonely, and you also don't have a community. And so you're basically fucked. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Well, you yeah. know what, Rose? Can we actually... I really like the sound of this. I think me and you should create a kimchi day <laughs> in no, Calgary. We and should. I will we should make kimchi. Y- <laughs> yes. Can we please do it and just make a oh my God, giant batch of kimchi with a bunch yes. of people? I think that would be that super would be fun. That would be so fun. No, but seriously, it's... um. Um, I watched the movie. It was called, I think it's called like Happy or something like that. And it's like mm-hmm. a documentary about happiness. It's really interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's on Netflix anymore, but it was on Netflix. Okay. And um, one of the kind of stories, because they, they tell different stories around the world. Mm-hmm. And one of the stories was um, this, I think it was in Denmark, one of the Scandinavian countries. And they had built like a communal kind of like community basically yeah. where people still lived in their own like houses, but then they yeah. would gather um, every night for dinner. And then like one household would be responsible for making dinner for it or something like that. Like a few households would be responsible for making dinner for everybody in that community. So then they would all sit around and eat together and like that kind of, and you don't have to be, you know, like sometimes like old, uh, there's like a neighborhood neighborhood for like old folks, like a, yeah. like doesn't your grandma live in like one of those like communities yeah, or something yeah, like does, that? Yeah. yeah but like instead of just, community. yeah, but instead of just old folks, it's like everyone, like it could yeah. be, it could be a, you know, a normal family of four and like a mm-hmm. single woman, you know, just, and I felt like that was like really, um, that's kind of like a nice, you know, yeah. See, that's I a think, nice thing. 
I think that's really nice too. And I do think in general, like I have to say just from living in Europe, more so mm-hmm. in Spain and probably mm-hmm. Italy and f- maybe France and a few of those other countries. But like here, especially in the cities, I do feel like there's more of a sense of community because a lot of people live in these kind of like basically the all of my, like I don't live in a big city, but the whole yeah. downtown of the city is like these kind of apartment blocks, which are like maybe four stories, five stories high. And right. everybody lives in these apartments. And so they all come out to these like communal like plazas and things like that. Oh. And you, you see a lot of like the people like playing and enjoying. And like, for example, on Christmas day, the entire city was out. Like everyone was out, right. you know, outside having like lovely family dinners and like, I do feel like, whereas in the, in Western system, not that this is still Western In North society, America. But in yeah. North America, like in Calgary, Calgary is especially like. There is no community. A, exactly. Everyone yeah. lives in a suburb in these like really big houses, like far from each They're other. They're all separated. Yeah. Exactly. And there's, there's, yes, okay, we have community centers and stuff, but like. Yeah. There's not really that sense of like people just being in the plaza in the evening, having drinks or chatting with each other. Yeah. It's like, there's so much less of that, um, which I think is kind of a shame because I'd really enjoy that. Like even though I'm in a smaller city than Calgary, like the city I'm in right now is smaller than Calgary. Mm-hmm. However, that being said, any time of the day I walk around the city, there's people about, there's people around, there's like a life, right. you know, there's people in plazas, people walking around the streets. Whereas in Calgary, it's like you can go at certain times and the city's dead. Yeah. You know? So I know that's what I just, really like. I love that about Europe. I think that's why yeah. I loved Europe so much because like mm-hmm. everything is kind of like close together. Yeah. So then, yeah, you feel just like it's more alive. Like the it's, places it are just more alive. Whereas like it, here, yeah, there's mm-hmm. the, yeah. In fucking Canada, like everything is just spread apart. Yeah. Well, there's pros and cons <laughs> Which I mean, that, but... during this, during this coronavirus, it's, <laughs> it's a, it's a pro at this point. Was, okay. Uh, no, we'd be practicing. Say. Yeah. We'd be practicing social distancing. Uh, our since entire we were, Since lives. we were born. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we've been doing that social distancing. Oh, okay. God damn uh-huh. yeah but it's it's an interesting one so yeah i don't know i think it is a shame i do think in some ways the westerns like canada and u.s and stuff we've kind of lost some of that community yeah um, and i think it's starting to go that way probably in in europe as well but i do feel like just from living in spain they still have mm-hmm. a lot of that in in, in regards yeah. to they do have those plazas in central areas and people here are very very social like neighbors mm-hmm. you know each other and even in really the apartment complex yeah Oh, that's so, so nice. Mm-hmm. It's quite good. That that, that yeah. part's good. <laughs> yeah, that part that part's good. Yeah, uh, but right now you we be we all be social distancing. Exactly. <laughs> right now we be locking ourselves away. Oh God damn! Yeah. Uh, what what other pressures, Daniel? Can you think of anything else? Um, I think those are the main ones that I feel. Um, yeah. I don't know. I just, I, I don't know. Like, I think those are the main, like the main ones that I think it's like a job. Yeah. Um, uh, Love kids, life. Family. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's kind of like the main, I think those are the main ones mm-hmm. that I, I feel. What mm-hmm. about you? Like, is there anything that you could think of? That's I don't know. Like potentially. Mm, yeah. I can't really think of anything more. I think that's yeah. like, those are the main ones. Yeah. Let us know in the comments if you can think of more or if you feel pressured by society yeah, yeah. Um, what are to some, be a certain way or to do yeah. a certain thing. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely leave some comments. Yeah. If you feel like we've missed something out on this, on this particular episode. Oh, God you know? damn. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, how about the pressure of women to, well, not just women, but mainly women to not get old. Like, oh, but the pressure is, mm-hmm. I was going to say, okay, no, I see, I see what you're coming, where you're coming at this from. Oh, well, actually, no, this is an, this is an interesting one. So you're saying about yeah. women getting old and you know what I think this, that stems from? What? It, st- it stems from, and I, I could be completely off base here, but I think the part of the reason why that happens is because women can only 
bear children Reproduce. up to a certain age. Right. Oh, hundred so percent. Yeah. There's that, there's that added pressure of, okay, you're a woman, you have to have a child by a certain age. Otherwise yeah. you're no longer, um, <laughs> no longer reproductive. You're, not, you're, basically. you're no longer wanted essentially. <laughs> But it's interesting because, because because men can, you know, I guess yeah. essentially have children at any age. That doesn't happen so much for men. There's yeah, I do that, think that, that is pressure. probably, yeah, that's probably where it kind of came from initially, yeah. that kind of, you know, because obviously, yeah, like women, you know, especially mm-hmm. back in the day, were kind of seen as like reproductive machines, essentially, yeah. and like <laughs> we're supposed to have kids. So until, yeah. and, and like by the time we're, you know, even 30, we're like mm-hmm. less, um, less fertile, I fertile, guess that's the word. Yeah. Fertile. And, um. <laughs> Is it fertile or fertile? I think you can use both. Fer- you, can only, you can definitely use both, yeah. Fertile. <laughs> I just think fertile sounds a bit weird, fertile. like turtle. Is a fertile, fertile. How do you fertile. say it, guys? I'm not sure. Well, anyways. you know what? I make up pronunciation of words all the time, so I could be That's wrong. That's true. So, <laughs> so uh, anyways, um, fertile, fertile. Anyway, mm-hmm. you guys know what I'm saying. Yeah. So um, that is definitely where it comes from. But then also mm-hmm. it's like, um, but then because of that kind of already existing I guess stigma, yeah. um, it kind of translate in, into more. So like, you mm-hmm. know, women, they would, they don't want to, they still want to look young, like all the time. And, yeah. um, you know, if we get, if we get older, we're seen as like not as attractive. And yeah. even if, you know, um, you can still have kids, you know, mm-hmm. it's still, yeah, because of that, um, longstanding kind of stigma mm-hmm. against women getting old, um, we all want to look young forever. True. But I, I would I would argue though I would not argue but I would say that for men that's also becoming a thing like in, in less, <laughs> you always less, say this whenever I talk I about this. <laughs> less so for women less I mean no sorry less so for men more so for women like way but, less for men yeah way less way for men. less because obviously because because <laughs> you often see like an older man with a younger woman you know this kind yes. of stuff but I think that the age pressures for men might be different than they are for women in a sense that like once a man gets to a certain age, there's a lot of pressure for him to be financially successful. Yes. So, so that's, that's, yes, that's, that's a bigger pressure, pressure for a man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if it's like, if you're in your forties or if even in your thirties and you're not financially stable, you're looked at as like less of a man. Do you know what I mean? hundred like, percent. Yeah. And so I think that's the pressure that men have. And that's a huge but, pressure. But, but I think, I think yeah. in general as society, people that are, you know, youth, is looked on like quite favorably. Do you know what I mean? Like not for men deemed- though. I really don't think, I think for men there's, mm-hmm. you know, they have a sense of status. So like a man gets older yeah, and of course not when you're like, you know, I guess it's different when you're like, you know, 80, 90, but like, yeah. you know, you know, around like middle age or whatever. And, um, they're, yeah, they're kind of seen as like, Oh, like if a man is like older and successful, they're seen yeah. like, Oh wow. Like, you know, the they're successful man. Kind of, yeah, Whereas yeah, yeah. like a woman is, you know, older and even if she is successful it's like oh she's like she's old (laughs) like you know what i mean (laughs) yeah it was like it was like um this goes back to like gender yeah right yeah that kind of stuff but it's like again you look at a successful man and a successful woman and when they're interviewed and stuff like that quite often they're asked very different questions and for women more often than not they always ask about you know having to give up this um the Uh idea of being a traditional mother or whatever else Mm -hmm. like do you feel like that was a really hard thing but they never they typically never ask men that. Yeah, so, again, that's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, but yeah the, for men, yeah, for sure. That pressure of mm-hmm. being, yeah, it's just different pressures. Like a man exactly. gets older and they they feel like, oh, if I don't achieve a certain mm-hmm. level of financial success, then, then I'm, I'm like a failure, essentially. Exactly. So I think that, yeah. And yeah. I think that age, that's another good pressure to bring up though, is that the whole thing about age. So for women, mm-hmm. again, it's that whole idea of like being youthful, staying young, being mm-hmm. fertile. Is, is fertile. Fer- fertile. <laughs> Fer- fertile. Is fertile. Yeah, fertile. Uh, I'll be and fertile. 
And then for men, it's like, again, that achieving that level of success. And I would argue that age also brings into play not just those. So those are two elements, but also, again, we kind of mentioned this earlier, but like when you hit certain ages, it's kind of expected that you also reach certain milestones. So you said about, you know, oh, when you right. hit 25, maybe you should have a house by now. When you hit oh, 30, God. you should be married by now. When you do this, you should be. And that is I don't got none of those things. Successful. <laughs> Exactly. I so ain't successful. Int- God damn. Oh, God damn, Rose. <laughs> no, I no think- but it's funny because I remember uh, when I think we were like in university or something and one of my mm-hmm. friends like had this like, like milestone list. She was like, yeah. oh, by like 25, I want to be married. And by 27, I want my first child. And I, yeah. by 29, and I was like, dude, you can't just like map out your life like Ex- this. Like, exactly. I, was, I, I just remember being like, this like, like. I mean, I guess it's good to have goals, but at the same yeah. time, I'm like, I don't know. It's kind of like strange mm-hmm. to put like an age to a certain like milestone. 100%. And um, yeah, I don't think she's reached any of those. So. <laughs> Rose, that's <laughs> and, so savage. No, but it's not savage yeah. because she's doing fine. You know what I mean? No, no, like I we're exactly, all happy. Exactly. You know what I mean? No, so it's like this, those things are are kind of our mm-hmm. delusional ideas of what yeah. is deemed successful and happiness. Well, you know? well, exactly. And I also think like, okay, it's good to, you know, make mental mind maps and have mm-hmm. ideas of what you want. But again, putting ages to it, especially for certain things, which I feel like are vastly out of our control. Yeah. So like, for example, getting married and having kids for the most part, like, I just feel like, at least from my perspective, like I'm never yeah. going to, I'm not going to know what, if I, if and when I'm going to get married, you know, I can't like yeah. put a timeline on that because, yeah. you know, if it's the right person, who knows how long that's going to take? You yeah. know what I mean? So yeah. it's hard to say, oh, I'm going to have this by this age. I'm going to have this by this age. And the same for kids. Like, what if you're not ready to have kids at 27 and you want yeah. a few more years? What's wrong with that? Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Oh, God damn. Have we been talking for an hour or so? Oh, God damn. It's been long as hell. Oh, God Rose. damn. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed our little mm-hmm. list of societal pressures. And I hope that we yeah. lifted some of those pressures off for you. Yeah. <laughs> or we made ho- them worse. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, I think, again, I think, you know, as society's sh- ideas of what's successful is shifting. I mean, obviously, still we have those pressures, which we discussed. But I think... Mm, more and more it's like i mean fundamentally the way that i my little little nugget at the end here my golden Aww, philosophy uh-huh, uh-huh. is like i just think ultimately f- you have to look within yourself and like this sounds like really cheesy but like are you happy ultimately right yeah so that's the most important thing like mm-hmm. whether if, if, if buying a house will make you happy legitimately then do it do you know what i mean like you need but to that's do- the thing i don't think people realize that certain things won't make them happy until yeah. they do it and then they yeah. realize, okay, because you can't really get these hap- like real happiness. Yeah. And I, again, this sounds cheesy too, but real yeah. happiness doesn't come from like these, all of these material external things. things and material things, yeah. certain level of it. Yes. Yeah. But like, if you think that you're going to hit these milestones and then you're just going to automatically become happy, it's yeah. not going to happen. Exactly. We could do a full episode on happiness. <laughs> yeah, I think we should. I'm going oh, to add that to the extensive damn. list. Oh, and I have to say damn. right now, Rose, mm-hmm. I don't know if you can see in your little window, but goddamn, there'd be an angelic light <laughs> raising down on your face. Oh, goddamn, you love the angelic it light. Looks, I seriously. Should, I should open the, and the blinds are closed right now. <coughs> Imagine if I open the blinds. Oh, that would be, be too like much. like an angel on the left side of my face. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyways. Anyways, okay. So I think that concludes this episode on, you know, kind of societal pressures, the pressures <laughs> of getting older, um mm-hmm. as always if you're listening on a platform in which you can comment please do leave us a comment yeah yes. let us know what you think let us know you know maybe other topics you guys want us to discuss mm-hmm. um and obviously check us out on instagram youtube subscribe hit that mm-hmm. subscribe and like button um, yes and download that uh, audiobook 
Oh, download yes, that, that audiobook audible dot com slash the savage podcast. Yeah, there'll be links um, links below in the uh, in the um, show notes. In the show notes, yeah. Oh shit! Yeah, we be professional <laughs> podcasters. Just about semi professional, but we anyways, um, <laughs> uh, keep us in mind for your commute if you are still commuting, yeah. or when you go for your long walks, yeah. or when you're about to fall asleep, or if you're just doing the dishes. I don't exactly. give a shit. Just listen to us. <laughs> <laughs> that was beautiful, Rose. I know. All I'm right, so inspirational. Well, you are. You be inspirational as hell. Okay. Oh, God well, damn. yeah, I think that's it from us today. Um, yeah. And check out other episodes that we have. So we have a lot of episodes now out. I think this is going to be mm-hmm. episode number 16 or 17 oh, or 18. God I don't damn. even know now. So go and check all of those out. And yeah, let us know what you think. Thank you so much, guys. Bye. Thank you, guys. Bye. See you later. <laughs>